Shut up and sit down. Believe in yourself because you came all the way to here. That means you must have some talent. You must have some potential. Just don't throw it away by just giving up. I let go of the handlebars. Let go of the handles. I let go of the handlebars. Letting go of the handles. Yeah, I can't keep my hands off you or off my bicycle. I've told you once and I'll tell you again. Shut up, legs. I'd love to say that to Matthew Grand. Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Doring as well, but I'd probably get canned from this gig. Nevertheless, enjoy the Dialed Podcast. Yes, showing up and participating is important. Trying your best is important, but neither deserves a trophy. If you want one of those, go win some. You ate all the waffles? Yes, I did. Could have asked us if we wanted any. Nuh-uh, if I give you the waffles, I won't get any. Link, would you like a waffle? There is no more waffles. I have them all. Why, yes, Red. I think I would like two waffles. You can't, you want two of them? I just, I just don't know why you guys get all the waffles. You guys are being selfish. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Wandering, and I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance Romance coming at you from Utah, somewhere in Utah. No one knows where you are, even yourself. <laughs> I'm not even sure. I'm I'm up Provo Canyon somewhere. Cool. Sitting nice. in the van with the wife and dog. Down Just by the river. Living the dream. <laughs> living the dream. Living the dream. There, we've got a video of Lance. How's, um, how's the stash? It's it's feeling it's feeling pretty good. It's starting to get a little too long again, but yeah. um, you know. You just roll with it. Yeah. Does it like hang you, out of the window when you're driving somewhere in the van? <laughs> it flops, flops around. It, it it gets into my food if I don't have it properly coiffed. Okay. Huh. <laughs> Didn't bartenders also used to be like haircutters too? Wasn't that a thing? Is that still a thing in Utah? You like go to a bar and it's Barbers. like the doctor's there too and the barber. It's like all under one roof. The- I, feel like just, I feel like you just made this up. <laughs> Old timey Evan. In, in, in the last couple of days, I've been called Yosemite Sam. Captain Crunch, um, Wyatt Earp, uh, Val Kilmer. I, I, I keep getting uh, hassled. And also Peter Stetna. And I'll take the Peter Stetna one. So, Oh, yeah, nice. that's the most relevant. I like that. <laughs> We've got a, and Dastardly Dan. <laughs> We've got a digital head of Lance sitting in a spot here, so this is kind of funny. It's like right where his head would be, but it's like a little tiny head of, of Lance. <laughs> Love it. All right. To Lance's digital right, Mr. Evan Price. How are you feeling today, Evan? Ah, feeling a little spacey, but outside of that, pretty good. Uh, we got some spindrift over here for me. I stole the one that was supposed to be for Matt. Yep. Matt is with the Lime LaCroix. I love Lime LaCroix. That's right. Lime, Lime LaCroix, I think, has got to be the most it's like a, base. It's, it's like of, a special yeah. treat for me. It's a, it's, 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 it, it's a base of the seltzer world. Ooh. You know what we were talking about over the weekend? You know, if, if there could be... Outside of a grocery service, if you just start a service that's just delivered, delivered seltzer waters, whatever you you order whatever seltzer water you want, and it just delivers it to the door, I think that could be a really good. I mean, because oh, yeah. so many people drink seltzer water. I think it's called Amazon Prime. Yeah, but this would be even easier. It's just an app. <laughs> it's just an app. You would just get on the app and be like, "What seltzer water do we need right now?" Yeah. Boom, boom, and it's delivered the next day. And Amazon Prime is like. T- Whatever, two days. We need this like Yeah, like now. in a couple hours. Kind of yeah. like your food delivery system. I'm exactly. sure Grub I'm sure someone would do grocery oh, delivery yeah. day I just, of. 
I was thinking about retiring and starting that up here soon. Okay. So, Get yeah. on it. I'll be your first customer because <laughs> yeah. it happens to go. me all the time where I'm like, dang it, we're out of bubbly yeah. water. And then you're like, got to plan to the next grocery trip. How nice would that be if you just flip open and you're like, oh, seltzer now, boom. Yeah. Seltzer now. Seltzer now.org. Yep. Every, every grocery store now does same day delivery, Evan. Oh, yeah, but this is better, Lance. <laughs> this is seltzer right. water delivery. This is within hours, now. Lance. This is like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Unless you're wherever Lance is right now, and then it's yeah. going to be about a seven day delivery, I think. <laughs> That's right. I'm sure you're getting 24 hour deliveries right there. <laughs> Amazon Prime it just directly to the uh, van. To the van. Address van. That voice you're hearing right now, the more popular of the two Matt Legrands, Mr. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? <laughs> you guys look like you've got your shirt open on a beach somewhere. Nice. Because nice. This, nice. That's a subtle reference to the other Matt Legrand that's on YouTube. That's a, the other Matt Legrand. That's a real Ooh. niche joke there. I that's know, a right? that's a super niche you joke. Know, everyone like some new listener to our podcast like this is the weirdest podcast I've ever know, listened to. I know. Go to also, are you objectively more popular than him now? I think you do uh, have no. more subscribers, right? Um, I have yeah, on YouTube I'm significantly more popular than him. Yeah. Four if, times, I think. But oh, has he moved on, on from YouTube on, though? Yeah, well, I mean, he's a Oh, he's probably he's on TikTok, what, isn't he? He's probably on TikTok. He probably is. I don't know. I don't he's know. Got, but on, he's got the body for a great Instagram, following. On Instagram, he has like, I don't even remember how much it is, probably like 50,000 followers. Oh, seriously? And I have less than 1,000. Oh, so he's just cooler than YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's cooler That's pretty than cool. You have I, to be really cool to be cooler yeah. than YouTube. And yeah, so he's he's way cooler. Because, I mean, if you YouTube, like if you search for Matt Legrand, like his stuff pops up like artist, this artist or whatever. Oh, wow. So that's hard. That's tough to that's beat. That's a bitter pill to swallow. That is. You got to get onto TikTok now. Okay. I'm on it. Let's do it. I'm going to get on TikTok. I'm yeah. Take my shirt off. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do whatever I take my shirt off and do product reviews. Expect <laughs> to see the Renegade dance on your YouTube channel. Yeah. The other Matt Legrand, the other Matt Legrand the does. I take feel so old. The what? Hold on. Renegade. Oh, God. Oh, this is, is something. Is this a, a TikTok dance? I don't know. Yeah. My daughter. I don't know. They, there's. They were, it was a thing a while ago. Was I don't it? know. Okay. Renegade. Okay. And they do all their little renegade dances. I'm probably making myself <laughs> sound really Jake old and stupid so here. But I like to poke fun at my daughter. And I always like, when she gets a little sassy with this, I always say, yell at her, renegade. <laughs> 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 like, and I start like a little strike a pose or something like that. And it pisses her off. And I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so as soon as Matt gets on TikTok, you know, there's going to be something else instantly. Like sure. Matt will get on there, do one product to review, kill, and kill the kill yeah. TikTok I'm, within I that actually, hour. <laughs> I don't know if I'm on TikTok, but I think I bet I'm guessing I am. Let me see. Um, this is riveting, riveting podcasting. Riveting, <laughs> riveting we radio. Just, we just lost every listener yeah. under the age of 21. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> on, <laughs> I'm on TikTok and I've got three videos. Oh, nice! How many followers do you Whoa. have? Three, uh, eight followers. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. Does that's, that include family members? <laughs> you made three videos. <laughs> I, oh no, I don't. I didn't make. Th- I used my own YouTube clips and just drop them in TikTok. <laughs> oh, okay. But I need to get back on here because these are old. So. There's a lot of people on that app. I think it was probably one of the fastest growing apps ever, if I'm not mistaken. Well, one of the things was that we were looking at this application, TikTok, to kind of inspire some other applications for unknown companies that I may or may not be working with for other stuff. So hmm. it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, how does this company do that? Or how does Pinterest do their navigation bar? Like it's all those things where you're like trying to figure out best ways to tackle problems for UI. And yeah, TikTok does some good stuff, I suppose. So. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Ooh. How about we backpedal 
I'm going to save Lance for last because he actually did stuff that was kind of cool. Lance by far had the most exciting <laughs> backpedal. I, I can tell you mine will be the fastest backpedal. Oh, we can, we can Evan's got quick. stories, so I'm going to table him for just a second. Yeah. Matt, Dude, let's go. Me. me and you. All right. I got nothing. I um, You went to the skate park? I went to the skate park, and I saw Evan at the skate park, but he, had, he was on a bike with Dustin. That was awesome to see you guys. I actually didn't recognize him. They were just rolling on like the sidewalk through this park. And I was walking and I was like staring to kind of like, you guys ever do this? You like stare down whoever's on a bike to kind of see what bike they're riding and stuff like that. So I was giving every time, every time (laughs) I was given Evan that eye, but then I didn't, I had no idea that it was him until he was like, Hey, I know that guy. (laughs) I think I had, I might've had like a mask on and like a hood on. Like I was completely covered. I don't even know how you recognize me. It's the eyes. Was it the eyes? It's the eyes. Those are evil, <laughs> evil eyes. I get to I get to look into Matt's eyes a lot, so I, I really? would recognize him from a hundred yards away. Yeah, because I was I was stealth, and then uh, I showed off Ethan skateboarding, like proud dad moment. I was like, these are the videos I've taken him of at the, at the skate park. That was the coolest part of my weekend. Yeah. Honestly, the coolest part of my weekend was cool. seeing Ethan on a skateboard. That was yeah. awesome. It was pretty cool. He's really mm-hmm. into it, which is fun, and he's I think he's good, but I'm super biased. So <laughs> then uh, I. Th- I think it was last night I was on Zwift. I actually rode outside that Saturday, but it was nice. so, it was, there's just, there's no story there. It I was a rode nice around. day. I did climb hills, climbed hills on Prune Hill. That was it. Mm-hmm. There's no story there. Uh, yeah. I rode yesterday on Zwift in my um, iPad died. Day 61. Like, was it 61? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It died and I thought I was in trouble because I thought I lost the ride or whatever, which I mean, I guess I could just ride another hour. But um, I fired up my watch, so I don't know what the rules are, but we have to like combine two events. Oh, first drop. Yeah. Am I out? Out. No, you're you're still in. Yeah. You're all good. I feel you, like can, you can combine them if you just want to make it nice and pretty. But if you post up like a oh, ride for forty five minutes, another ride for fifteen that's, minutes, yeah. that works. It's, that's what it was basically. It was like forty minutes and thirty I do, minutes. I've done that more than once. Okay. Done like a ride in the morning with the dog, and then finished the hour later in the day. Oh. That counts. I figured I like it. it had to be continuous for an hour, which it's this still for the which this still hours. was. Yeah, I think he's what's, safe. What's the rule on that? I think you're still getting a full hour in. Okay, as long as yeah. it's within it's that split up twenty-four two, two thirty minutes. You do thirty minutes in the morning, thirty minutes in the evening. You, you could do that. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even know that. I'm learning things. This is we're referring to our dialed one hundred challenge, which is writing for an hour a day, every day for a hundred days. That's the challenge. Mm-hmm. I think it looks better if you get a full hour plus done. Yeah. Yeah, this is my first time that I have one split up. Closing, you, closing in on the last it, third here too. Yeah, almost the last third. You getting yeah. nervous yet? Gonna oh, have to be making oh, me yeah. some dinner here. What? Um, I am. I am the one person sitting at this table. If if we want to assume that Lance's face is at this table too, that's <laughs> not even close to dialed one hundred. I've taken multiple days yeah, off. We had a little bet. You said I wasn't going to do it. I know. You were I like, know. Early I'm on, you said very I was nervous falter, right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did ride sixty two this morning. If 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 he's made it through 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 the hundred k mark, I'm pretty sure he's pretty much set now. I'm knocking on wood though, because I really don't want Jake to actually break that streak. No. That that'd be bad. When yeah, would you like I'm me to give you my uh, my menu selection? By day 98, <laughs> just because I want you to jinx, your, jinx yourself and Jake will somehow sleep 24 straight hours and miss a day. Yeah, I wish that would. If that happened, I would be so happy. Just give him a ton of Ambien one day. Gladly. <laughs> I know. I could use sleep. Right on. Anything else, Matt? Um, we're, are we backpedaling? Yeah, I've been working a ton. <laughs> are we what are we? I haven't been sleeping a lot. I've been backpedaling. No, I've been, uh, I've been working till like midnight every night and then waking up and going right to the computer. It's... Uh, it's been a long couple of days. 
Um, but I am glad to be in here in the dial cycling lab to take not a looking breather. at a computer screen. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, you know, I take breaks here and there and do family stuff and just, uh, I think I'm going to get a vacation next week. So that'd be nice. I know they're going to probably renege on staycation. That it's going to be, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just going to yeah. make some, I'll not be making some YouTube videos with my vacation <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <Nice. laughs> so. How do you spend your vacation time? Doing other things that on the computer, are, yeah. on the computer, <laughs> editing, <laughs> editing videos. Evan, backpedal. Back. You do yours first. Backpedal. You want me to go first? All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I fell down the I stairs. I know one of the things that happened to you. I know. Oh. Yeah. I forgot to tell yeah. you, I fell down on my ride on Saturday. Oh God. This is I say fell down because it wasn't a crash. Just fall over. I fell over. I don't even. I think this. Even the scratches I have are like healed up already. I fell over. It was like a slow fall. It was climbing up. Oh, Lance is showing off some ugliness. Oh, oh God. Yep. I don't have anything I'm that bad. Skin. Um, I was oh. going super slow oh. up this hill, and I was right on the edge of this uh, road, and it um, just had one of those lips, and the roads, yeah. the roads were wet, and I kind of like caught your front wheel into it. Yeah, and yeah. the front wheel went off, and it was like into a ditch. And uh, and I was able to clip out of the left, which I didn't need to clip out of the left. <laughs> but then I was and able I to. The right. And then I was, yeah, because I was falling to the right, and then I clipped out of the right one as well. But it was too late. I was already like ass over, you know, sideways, and <laughs> it was into a briar patch. Oh god! <laughs> so then I like couldn't get up because I couldn't put. I didn't have anywhere to put my hand to like get myself up, and I had to dig, you know, a couple of like thorns like out of my butt cheeks. So that is hilarious. That's a rough one though, because like of all the places, you're like, all right, we're going down, and there's Briar Patch. <laughs> it was, um, and it was such a slow motion fall. I got up, no one saw it, and I kind of just looked around, and I'm just like, man, whatever. I guess I get back on the bike and keep going. <laughs> there's not some. There's not the bear in the car that pulls up next. You're like, you okay? You're like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No GoPro running when that happened. No, that would have been good. It. Th- it's embarrassing because there's there was no reason for me to fall over except for just like you slipped off the road. <laughs> like, <laughs> you missed the road. Come on, man. You just missed the road. <laughs> and, and this was, um, you know, I'm trying to remember like the Fargo Hill. There's like a split off of that where you can kind of go um, yeah. that weird, almost like about, yeah. single lane yep, road. Yep, and yep. It's, it's a steep hill over yep. there. And so there's no traffic. I could have ridden all the way on the left side of the road wherever I wanted to, but nope, I'm right there on the edge of the road. <laughs> <laughs> right next to that briar patch. <laughs> anyway, ouch! That's my back pedal. Yeah, Saturday mo- Saturday morning, took a tumble down the staircase. No, oh. yeah, yeah, good times. Like top to bottom, you didn't you didn't yeah. describe it all the way to me. Was it pretty much like two thirds? Two thirds, seventy five percent of the staircase. <laughs> so here's what happened. I didn't slip. I'm walking down, and all right. So for those that have somehow missed this i got hit by a car a couple years ago and i did a lot of damage i broke all kinds of stuff and jacked up a bunch of things one of the things that was a problem was my ankle my ankle ankle was like broken and it was nearly dislocated and it tore cartilage on the top of his the talus Mm -hmm. and long story short there's cartilage in there that sometimes will engage or get caught in there and when that happens my whole ankle gives way it just like completely just goes not limp but just like you you lose the ability to like stabilize yourself with your ankle so I take a step down, and this is like 6.30 in the morning. My wife is walking out from our kitchen uh, r- right around to the, the base of the stairs, and she sees me coming down. And I take this step, and I didn't slip or anything, but the ankle gives way, causing me to like kind of lose my, like, my balance a little bit because all of my weight was on that foot because the other foot's coming down. And then what do you do? You 
grab the banister, right? To stabilize yeah. yourself so you don't crash. Which is you know, on your left side. Which is on my yeah. left side. And yeah. my shoulder oh. is a uh. piece of crap. <laughs> I grabbed the, the... The right arm couldn't get there fast I, enough. <laughs> no, I, I, so I grabbed that and it's like, haha, nice try. Like we yeah. got nothing for you. So there we go. Ass over tea kettle down the stairs. Bang, oh. bang, bang, bang. And I'm trying not to land on my left shoulder because I didn't want to yeah. damage that. And then it <laughs> jack up my right shoulder. My hip no. hurts. I, I kind of like... My left ankle already hurts from that little catch, and I ended up like sitting my hitting my and twisting my right ankle. So that's like all like swollen up. And my wife's just standing at the bottom, going, "Oh my god, are you okay?" <laughs> oh I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I need a minute. I need I need ten. Yeah, I'm just gonna go sit at the desk and, and kind of gather myself here. So, do you think do you think our podcast in a couple of years is just gonna be us talking about falling? <laughs> remember, remember, like, I said earlier that we just get... lost every listener under twenty-one. Yeah. Now we for sure lost every. Yeah. It's like Matt's like, ah, I fell over on my bike. Jake if fell down the stairs. We're talking 70, about TikTok. You're seventy-five years or older. This is your podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. we're gonna kill it with the Medicare we're, population we're here soon. It. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of gathered myself up, and I, I had to go meet with some people. I had to do a couple of things, and I ended up going out to ride with the Martins. I wanted to go for a oh, ride yeah. with Evan because I was yeah. invited to go on that ride, and I'm like, oh, that sounds office, but I, office, awesome. But I had to go meet some people at the yeah. office. So, um, anyway. Went and rode with the Martins, and I was just a stiff wreck for the entire ride for that. Um, still a fun ride. And then yesterday, I'm like, I want to ride outside, but I'm so sore and stiff. Yeah, from this. yesterday was a nice day, too. Not ha- yeah. Well, it was supposed to rain, but it never really did. And it ended up being like a, yeah. a decently warm temperature, and the sun came out a few times. So ended up having to ride on the trainer there, so that kind of sucked. But um, rode on Zwift five times last week. It's already getting old, but still gone. is yeah. what it is. And then I did a ride that was actually quite fun. I got on the gravel bike. And I went outside and left pretty much right when the sun was going down. And, oh. you know, got to see a, a beautiful sunset. It was <clears> just a really beautiful night. Went down and rode to the uh, Washougal Dyke and did a little bit of work down the there. The picture and then, you took from that was beautiful. Yeah, we gotta, yeah, we got to do some filming. The picture was stuff real like nice. That. Yeah. It's just so good. So, and then rode in the dark. That was actually quite fun. To use a light? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yep. brought, brought my Garmin UT800, and that okay. thing is super bright and just went and kind of had fun. So I think that that might be something that I try and put together with some people. You know, if you uh, have some safety out there with numbers, um, doing a night ride would be pretty fun. It doesn't have to be super late, but it's um, yeah. it's off-road, and there's plenty of, like, little gravel roads that you can ride on. And there are some short periods of time where you have to ride on the road, but it's not too bad. So maybe we can do some group night rides. Other than night, that, awesome. night rider. Yeah, other than that, I'll it's just my vision for that. <laughs> just another week of uh, knocking out seven rides to stay on track for the dialed 100. And I got up this morning. I'm gonna start changing gears a little bit. I'm gonna try and get my butt in there in the morning. Ride more, in the morning just to get intervals. it out of the way. That's a good uh, idea. Uh, something like that. I just need to get acclimated yeah. to getting up. I it wasn't early. I've been trying like to do the same thing. Seven like, o'clock yeah. this morning is when I went down there. I usually don't like to do that in the morning. Yeah. But I made myself start at seven, and tomorrow I'll try and go maybe yeah. at like six thirty. And you're about. Your body will adapt in like a week. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I started like a week ago. I was like, I'm going to start doing intervals in the morning. And I was like dreading it. It took yeah. like six days later. It was like the body was like, okay, fine. I guess we're doing this. So yeah. just did you post some sort of like group ride at 430 in the morning? <laughs> I did again yeah. this Thursday. Yeah. So me and, me, and, me and Josh, uh, I sent you uh, an, <clears throat> an, an, an invite, Lance. You're going to be able to make I it? I did. 
You're... I got that, and uh, no, we'll not <laughs> no, be making that. Of everybody I invite, I was like, I know one person who will not be at this ride. <laughs> it is Lance. I saw it, I saw it, and I was like, oh, he just messed up the time zones or no, something. No, that was right. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute, four thirty isn't. It's pretty early. Thir- but it's not Thursdays have become a pretty busy clinic day now. So me and Josh are doing hard like group ride Thursday things. And by group ride now, I mean it's basically just me and Josh together yeah. on Zwift. Nobody else is going <laughs> to sure. join us at that time. <laughs> and then backpedal. So that 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 was probably the first thing was so this week I was getting back into it after taking a week down from running. Running was feeling great. Even got back in the pool feeling great. Uh, Thursday got up early and did a Alp to Zwift race with um with Josh, which was good. Um, and so are you going to the pool on Thursdays also? Um, what was it? What Tuesday was the pool day. It's going to be like Monday, Tuesday, and then probably one or two days over the weekend too. Gotcha. Uh, in the future. But yeah, um, uh, Saturday we decided that we were going to, uh, get into, um, a long gravel ride. Uh, Dustin and I were going to get, um, just a sec. Your headphones not working? Yeah. I'm cutting okay. in and out. Cutting in, in and, and out, out, huh? Well, just, you can take them, take them off and they'll, you'll still can be you able hear to hear me now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we Exhilarating can, we can, here. We can cool. hear you well. <laughs> we're going to splice it together. No, I think, I think you're good now. I'll talk. Uh, nope, it just did it again. Yeah. Well, you can just take your headphones off and tell us about your 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 thing. Your and Dustin were going out. That's when I saw you at the skate park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I don't want to make sure you you guys can hear me fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, perfect. Good. Yep. <laughs> that was worst storytelling ever over here. But <laughs> so, uh, D- Dustin and I decided Dustin put together a really really cool gravel ride that we were going to do Saturday. So, we went. Uh, up past Large, past the Penitentiary, down towards Elkhorn Mountain, and then all the way over to Bell, the south side of Bell Mountain, Bell's Mountain around here. These are all like peaks in east of Vancouver, Washington, northeast of Vancouver, yeah. Washington. North of Portland, Oregon. Yeah, which is, there. I yep. mean, pretty rural, uh, very rural areas, yeah. like very isolated areas. Um, really cool, kind of rolling mountains through this region, though. All the way to like the south side of Yakult. So... We didn't quite cross the road, but we, you know, get to the south side of your cold mountain and then loop back down um, uh, to get back home coming by large. So we get out there having a great ride. It's beautiful weather. We're, you know, both feeling great. So we're pushing when we want to push and taking it easy when we want to take it easy. Uh, Dustin has become, you know, very, very good at the piecing these gravel routes together through there because it's not too easy like lance knows there's you got to kind of know where you're going to to piece some of this area together you Um, do yeah and we're coming down through just before you get to a trail that links up to lucia falls lance which you probably have been right around that area Mm -hmm. you you come off the gravel and now you're on the road there's a pretty steep descent uh coming down yeah um, and we're, you know, descending fine. Like there, there, there was nothing too sketchy going on. It's not like we were trying to take a KOM or anything, but, uh, we hit a really slick area and, uh, Dustin kind of moved over to the side a bit to get away from it. I didn't see it too well. And it was car oil. Apparently that was over, oh. uh, this one area oh. and it's going into a left. So I'm already kind of in that tilted position, starting to feather the brakes for a second. And we <laughs> looking at the I never really liked looking at the speed before a crash, but I knew we, we were going fast. Uh, when I checked it later, we were I, I was touching about 40 when front wheel just slide straight down, hit the ground before you even know what's going on. Um, I I first thought I I for sure broke my arm. I thought like in my that that's kind of the first thought because the arm took basically everything. 
uh, head did okay. Like I don't think you know, helmet got checked two, three times. We we looked at there. There was nothing on the helmet. Um, definitely had some whiplashes from how hard I think I went down. Just not not being able oh, to really brace. No. Because you couldn't really, and, Lan- and Lance was huge. Like th- there was not a moment to brace for it because the bike hit the car and just went. St- I mean, straight yep. down. Um, hit the left hip again, which is that just become the mo. I think my left hip is just like breaking all these falls, which is fine. But um, oh, no, heaven. Yeah, I tried to adrenaline get up and be like, okay, we good. You know, can bear weight on the hip and got real lightheaded. Need to laid back down. Funny story, Matt. I laid right into something sharp and looked down. I was oh. like, "Oh, there's a." It was like a vine or whatever. I just yeah. like laid straight into it, which is why the back of my shoulder is all scratched up because yeah. I was basically laid right into a thorn bush. Um, but yeah, Dustin came back up. Uh, he was pretty worried, which is never you never like to hear him say that he heard you hit the ground, which is not good. But yeah. Um, kind of gathered myself we got the bike back up somehow the bike was okay except the skewer was bent so we had to bend the skewer we really weren't in an area where somebody can just easily come and pick you up did you have cell service where you were at no no neither of us had cell service so we uh got the bike back together which was somehow the bike was okay i'm bringing for sure bringing it before i touch that bike again but um rode it around a bit we did a couple tension tests on the skewer to make sure that hey this thing's like we're not getting on this next gravel section unless this thing can take it and uh got back on um i was wearing a long sleeve jersey i didn't even want to look at my i let dustin look at my elbow i wasn't even going to look at the elbow it felt bad and there was enough blood soaking going through the jersey i was like we're going to leave that one for a bit so Road uh finished the ride actually the legs felt great the rest of the ride i was i think i may have pr'd up from um Oh, the penitentiary climb coming back through large <laughs> wow. on my gravel bike. So Jeez. feeling fine, got back home, decided I was, this is where I kind of knew I'm, I'm feeling much better today, but I think I, my decision-making was not wonderful, which um, I'm sure everybody at this table has had, but I've had quite a few concussions in the past. And I know when my decision-making gets bad, I'm post-concussive a little bit. And I decided to be a great idea after Dustin had alcohol spray, everything and then hosed me off i was like okay i think i'm good to go and run now so i (laughs) i took i took my bandana and cinched my arm off and went to the gym which was completely empty thank god i'm going to tell this story just be nobody ever did this is just so dumb but went running on a treadmill started to realize that the bandana was blood soaked all of a sudden and realized i was like oh we're stopping this run stop the run get myself out of the gym walking out with I'm sure the employees there were like what is this very strange man who's bleeding out of his elbow doing right now went went and decided then I was going to drive and go get a donut at Angel's Donut I really have no idea where my hat like kind of coming in and out a little bit I'm going to be honest like do you remember all of this stuff clearly not really uh, kind of kind of a little spotty I I called my little brother actually and he did tell me later he's like you weren't sounding super clear on the phone so do you have any memory loss um, not, not of the crash or anything like that. I, I remember all of that perfectly fine. Um, I did call, I have, I have a very close friend of mine who was a doc and I called him that night and we talked through all the symptoms and on a, another unlucky side note, I get to be the unlucky backstory here today or backpedal. Um, later in the ride, I decided I was going to pull my glasses up. And of course, about eight seconds after that, a rock flies and hits me right in the right eye, oh. which later that <laughs> night swelled up to where I could not open my eye actually. So... That is cleared up today, 48 hours oh, later, after saline yeah. washes over and over again. But 
Needless to say, I did not get on the bike yesterday on Sunday. So <laughs> um, this is kind of a funny thing real quick. We, we, we put out a video about gravel riding. Yeah. This past week, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything that you're talking about, I'm, I'm hearkening back to this video that Lance and I did talking about yeah. like the type of tires you want, talking about eye Wear protection, <laughs> talking about having the in-reach little SOS deal in case you All have right. a crash. And so, I'm like, what else did you do that we could uh, talk perfect. about? <laughs> this is exactly. So number one thing, if you're experiencing concussion symptoms, probably have a buddy drive you home. Don't go run afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was in such a bad decision-making place. I was even thinking in my head while I was on the treadmill, could I go get some second skin and try to swim? That was like where my my head was at. Uh, wh- whenever I get into off-season training mode, it's like I've had crashes in off-season training, and it's always just like, okay, how do you get to the run? How do you get to the bike? Make sure everything's wrapped up. What I wasn't realizing is how deep this elbow cut was, so I got home, and it was, anybody who's ever had those deep gashes before, it was into the uh, adipose tissue, so well through the dermal uh, layer. And oh, was pretty numb around that area too, which tells uh, me it was probably into the neuro supply, uh, the neurovascular supply too. So, obviously, not a situation where you should be going and biking and running that next day afterwards. But outside outside of that, laid on the couch Sunday and contemplated why I like to bike ride, and then woke up this morning and decided to get on the bike, and everything's better. But yeah, geez, yeah. <laughs> so that was my week. <laughs> so, so three weeks ago was that the uh, the Ironman? Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks ago, you went down on the road bike. Yeah. This past week, you went down on the gravel bike. Yeah. You've had a rough three weeks, I, buddy. It's been. I'll tell you what. I got a I, mountain bike you can borrow. Uh, I might as well make it three for three. <laughs> I'll take the mountain bike and go down on that, too. But, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, just, you know, I, the fun thing about this podcast is I hope if anybody's having a couple rough weeks out there, just laugh about it and keep on moving on. I've gone time periods where I've gone almost a whole year without crashing before. So I know when it rains, it pours sometimes you just, it, it'd be one thing if I could point to it and be like, God, I really need to work on my bike handling descending. But I really have worked on that this last year. And sometimes when you hit car oil, there's just nothing you can do about it. But yeah. are you able to see really well when you're on the bike? I know that you're blind no. as a bat are, and yeah. you're wearing your glasses or you, um, were you, I, I decided to wear my contacts again this last time. Cause I can see a little better with my contacts since we were going to be on gravel. Uh huh. Um, I, uh, I'm not sure if that would have helped me much in this situation just because I, I'm following Dustin and just the, the, the way we were taking the line, it was such a quick adjustment. It would have been, you know, I'm not even sure if I would have been able to realize it was car oil in time to get out of the way. How close were you sitting on his wheel on this descent? Not too close. Maybe 10, 20 feet back. Gotcha. You yeah. just weren't able to sight it in time. No, gotcha. no, no. And it was, it, it was one of those things where it's kind of in the shadows too. So it was like, as you get there, you realize it, but it wasn't like there was sun shining on the area to where you can see from gotcha. a ways Just away. Just bad luck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Holy cow. Thankfully but, you yeah. weren't hurt worse. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, I am absolutely fine for how bad that could have been. So yeah. Especially being in the middle of nowhere. And add insult to injury, your uh, the, lovely girlfriend was out of town this she, weekend oh, yes. and unable to help you through this <laughs> wonderful decision-making process it of was. doing all these extracurricular <laughs> activities. Huh? It was, yeah. Yeah, sa- Saturday evening was funny. So, yeah. Jeez, yeah. Thank God I already had, like, dinner in the fridge. That would have been fun to try and order dinner. I probably would have ordered, like, $40 worth of something because I was so hungry. <laughs> but <laughs> Mr. Hepler, you've been a busy, busy man. What have you been up to? Yeah, we I, haven't talked to you in a couple uh, weeks. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. First off, um, let me just say that every time I have created a segment and gotten the KOM, and if I'm the only person, <laughs> I tend to delete the segment. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got called out last week for uh, having KOMs on segments where there was nobody else on them. So it's, it's, it's 
it's all good. There were a couple where it, there were probably three or four people. Yeah, there there are a few. Well, it's funny. <laughs> um, you guys are talking about you know why don't you go for the most KOMs of anybody? Um, a couple years ago, um, um, Strava put out a thing where they said this is the person who has the most KOMs, and he had about twenty five hundred. Oh my gosh! And and I I looked through his list. And most of them were weird, obscure segments that he was the only person on. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, they actually didn't even really look at that very closely. And, but whatever. Anyway, yes, I uh, last week, this last week I was in Utah. The week before that I was in Idaho. We have just been having a fantastic time riding around. But um, the big thing I did this weekend is uh, I raced my bike again. Oh, I yeah. did the uh, I did the Belgian waffle ride, which is a gravel race, um, and it was based in Cedar City, um, Utah, this year. Belgian waffle ride is a um, it's it's been going on for about ten years, based out of San Diego, um, down in the, the San Diego counties. This year, they decided to expand and include three races: the San Diego race, one I believe, I think it was in Georgia around Atlanta. And then one in Utah, but the uh, California one and the Georgia one were both canceled until next year. But um, Utah is kind of on their own program, and so they they looked at everything and decided that the race could probably uh, still go on if they stuck to certain protocols. So it was pretty interesting. It was uh, it was a good time. Um, it had a pretty incredible about, uh, start list too. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Keegan Swenson, Peter Stetna, Dylan Johnson, TJ Eisenhart, Sam Long, Heather Jackson, Kai Applequist, uh, the vegan cyclist, uh, Chris Bag. Uh, yeah, there was a ton of hitters. Brian McCullough, uh, Ryan Standish. Ben Hoffman was um, there too. Yeah. No way, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um, the women had, you know, Heather Jackson and oh, yeah. um, Long and Evelyn Dong and. Casey Armstrong. I mean, there were some big hitters that came to it. There were this race is usually about twelve hundred or fifteen hundred people. There were only six hundred that came because a lot of people just pushed their um, pushed their their entry to the next year and weren't comfortable with the COVID situations. And they they had us go through quite a few precautions to make sure it was safe. Um, you know, with registration and masks and social distancing in, in, in the start shoot, they made us all spread out. So we weren't within six feet of anybody else. And you had to start in a certain section. And so, and, and we had to wear our masks for like the first six miles. There was a neutral rollout for the first six miles through town before we hit a spot where things could kind of open up. And you had to wear your mask every time. Every time you went through an aid station, you had to wear a mask. So, it, you know, and you had to sign a waiver saying, no, I don't have COVID. Um, no, I haven't been around anybody who's tested positive recently. No, uh, you know, it was all on your honor stuff. So, That's good. interestingly that enough, good. yeah, I mean, they did a lot of good things. There will, there's still going to be some hate for, or, or some, um, racing shaming going on sure. for, from, from people who did it saying, is this really responsible to have a mass start race in a, 
you know, during a pandemic, that's just not a look that looks good. And, um, but, um, I, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all goes. I, I actually felt, uh, pretty good about the restrictions and things that were happening and what they had us do. So, so regardless, um, the race went great for me. I did the, there was two versions of the race. There's a 125 mile version with, um, that was like, it was like 80% gravel. And then there was a 78 mile version that was also about 80% gravel. I did the 78 mile version. I chose to do the, I called it the kitty race <laughs> because, um, it was the shorter, easier version. It, but, um, I, it, I had a teammate there with me. Chris Durat came out. We spent a couple days before that pre-riding like the difficult sections. There were a couple of terribly difficult uh, sections on this race. One, uh, a, a two-mile climb with 1,100 feet of elevation gain wow. that topped out at uh, 23%. And, and the top like half mile was through three or four inches of like moon dust uphill, 23%. It was super hard. And there was a, another four and a half mile section that was on a mountain bike single track, not built for gravel bikes. Very difficult section, lots of rocks and twists and turns and hairpins. And so, um, it was good to have Chris there. Uh, his wife came, Corey, my wife was there, Brandy, they were there supporting us. It just all went super good. The way the start ha worked was all the, there was about 400 people in the long version and about 200 people in the short version. And all 400 of the long people started first. So I started behind all those 400 people. But once we hit the open road, um, it, you, we just had a different color nameplate. And, um, my, my day just went uh, super good. Um, I ended up, out of those 200 people, I ended up taking third overall, which was That's a, crazy. That's huge. It was a, mm -hmm. it was a complete shock. It was, <laughs> it was, um, it was really quite surprising. <laughs> I, uh, I, I really had no idea that I was that far up um, in the race um, because, it, they, everybody was mixed and I couldn't tell who was doing the short and who was doing the long. Um, I just, I made an effort. Um, the first 30 miles, there was a bunch of gravel and then a big dirt section. And I, every time I hit one of the hills, I kind of attacked at every one of the hills um, to try to move up as far as I could. And I ended up getting within about two minutes of the lead group of the, with, of the pro racers doing the long version. But I asked, but during the race, I didn't realize I was up that far. But, um, once, uh, once the, the two races split at the 50 mile mark, I ended up with one other guy who, uh, who works and rides for NV composites. And the two of us were like, are you doing the short version? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I am too. And so, we actually worked together for the next about hour and a half um, because we couldn't see. There was nobody else. Nobody else caught us. Nobody else was in front of us. We couldn't see anybody. We had no idea where we were. 
uh, you know, that we were so far up in the race. I actually didn't know I took third until I crossed the finish line and Frankie Andreo, who was uh, doing the announcing, said, and that's our third place finisher from the dialed cycling. I was like, what? Wow. Frankie Andreu was announcing that? He was doing the announcing. Seriously? For Belgian Waffle? Is is he part of the ownership for Belgian Waffle? I have no clue. Wow. I have no idea. That's a name from the past right there. (laughs) Yeah. So, and he was like. Wasn't wasn't Lance doing the race too? Lance Lance Armstrong? No. No. uh -uh. I thought Lance Armstrong was on that race. Okay. Gotcha. But um, it it was funny. I call it the kitty race because the, the, the. the short version was won by a 17-year-old, oh. and the and the short version women's race was won by a 14-year-old. Oh my god! A 14-year-old rode 70 whatever miles on gravel. Yeah, on hard Correct. gravel. Crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Somebody sign Not- her like right now. Like some, she, yeah. she she should be getting paid for that. Well, it's like I cross the finish line and and Frankie Andrea looks at me. And he's like. You just won the 45 to 54 age group. How old are you? And I'm like, I'm 50. And he's like, somebody's been doing their training this winter. <laughs> yeah, dude. So. You got a so shout out was, from uh, Frankie Andreu. Who, Lance. I did. That's impressive. Did you tell him that your name was Lance? And he was like, forget it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I decided I decided not to push the issue a little bit. What was funny is, um, is. Uh, during the award ceremony, they had an award ceremony. They brought the top three up onto the stage, and and um, and Frankie Andrew was passing out the the prizes, you know, the the awards. And I got up there, and where everybody's wearing masks, but I took my mask off, and I was twisting my mustache like Peter Stetna, and like and taking a bow on the stage. Just, I'm just being an idiot, okay? Because I just was trying not to take it too seriously, because. I just did the kitty race. I didn't do the real one, so I'm just going to make fun of myself. And I, I, I had my mask off, and I twist my mustache, and Frankie yells at me from behind, hey, dude, uh, put your mask on while you're here on the stage. I said, oh, sorry, Frankie. <laughs> okay. So he uh, he jetted me a little got, bit. Got complimented so. and scolded by Frankie Andreu in the same, in the same hour correct. period. That's <laughs> yeah. So it ended up being a pretty cool day. It was fantastic to have my wife there and Chris Strat there Speaking and of Chris's Chris, wife there. He did the longer version, correct? He did. He did. Um, my race took me about four hours and 20 minutes. Um, I think one of the reasons I went fast, I had enough stuff in my chase vest. I did not have to stop at any aid station. Yep. I rolled through every single aid station. Smart for only 72 I, miles, yeah. 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 I, I had all like that. Yeah. And um, Chris was doing the long version, and I actually, even though he started ahead of me, I, I caught him at a section, and we were able to ride together for about 20 miles, which was wow. great. We had nobody else around us. We caught one of the women's leaders, and so we, we, we had her jump in with us, and the three of us were working for about 20 miles together, which was kind of nice. But then our races split, and it went from there. Didn't Chris, you say um, Chris Chris hung with Sam Long for a bit at one point, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Sam Long had some kind he of... He took a wrong turn. Yeah. <laughs> he he went 10 miles out, out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Smart yeah, cookie. Smart yeah. cookie there. <laughs> how, did, how did Heather Jackson so, do? She, 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 did great. Jackson, 
She took third. Third, overall. I think, yeah. She, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the long she one? She did fantastic. In the long one. Yeah. yeah. That means So good. she did she did great. Surratt ended up doing it in just over seven hours and uh, twenty minutes or Seriously? eight minutes. I can't remember. Damn. Yeah. Surratt Surratt did really well. He he was good job, uh, I think seventeenth in his age group, which was stacked. His age group is stacked. Yeah. Um yeah, and he rode I think he finished just behind Chris Bag from Portland, who came out and did the race, and uh, and then um, yeah, and and also Sam Long, who who was out there as well. So yeah, it it was just super cool for us to all be there and yelling and everything. So it was fun. The other cool thing, uh, Molly Cameron, we've talked about her on the podcast. Um, she drove out to uh, just take some video and interview people and. Like she saw me um, the morning of the race and came over and gave me a big hug and is like, oh, this is so cool. I'm so glad you're here. And she like interviewed me before the like right before the race started. And she was there right when I finished and when I found Brandy and she she interviewed uh, me there, too. So she's putting together a a video for the race as well. So it was all just it was cool stuff. That's really cool, man. I'll tell you what. I think we just need to move the podcast to Utah. Yeah, sounds, <laughs> sounds good there. It sounds it? it sounds great over there. <laughs> yeah, it's been we've had a great couple weeks here. Um, we're going to stay here for another week or so. There's a cyclocross race this Saturday that I'm hoping still happens, and so I'm going to stick around for that. And then I might be home for a few days. Oh, a few yeah. days! Ooh. Wow, we'll have to plan a podcast around <laughs> whatever your schedule is. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. To get it right so, outside together. <laughs> uh, any other questions about that? I, I rode, I've been riding every single day and having a ton of fun, but. Um, you got I'm, the opportunity I'm, to chat with a few people, didn't you? Or meet a few people? Yes. Um, I met the vegan cyclist. Awesome. Um, Ooh. Yeah. He, he had a he, great day. He was top 30, wasn't he? He was top 30. Uh, he stuck with the lead group for, for a good part of the day until it got really difficult, but. I was able to go up and introduce myself and talk with him a bit. And he was really cool about stuff. And so, um, I talked with him. I met Dylan Johnson as well. We've talked about his YouTube videos. He yeah. took, he took fourth overall. Wow. That's impressive. in the long race. Yeah. Kid. So yeah. Cause did, it was what Keegan Swanson won. Peter Sedena was second. Who was third? Yeah, uh, Andrew. Um, I wait, Alexi Vermeulen. I actually don't know who that is. Um, Alexi Vermeulen was third. Alexi Vermeulen used to be. Oh, this is crazy! I'm pretty sure I know this. He he used to be an ITU racer, Matt. Oh, really? Young kid. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Alexi. Uh, how old does he say it is, Lance? He's being uh, in his twenties now. He, it's he's twenty five to thirty four. Yeah, group. That's all I can. Yeah, see. he's he's probably yeah. twenty five, twenty six now. I'm pr- if that's the the kid I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's yeah, so. awesome. Glad to see him still out there doing stuff. It's crazy that that many people are at that race. Yep. Um, Alexi Vermeulen. Oh, I may be thinking of some. Hold on. Yeah, no, he's, he's a professional mountain biker now. I'm pretty sure this kid used to do triathlon. Anyway, yeah. Wow, good job. Yeah, I got I got to meet a lot of those people and have conversations with them, and, and yeah, it was all good. So Sweet. Anything else? Um, no, I mean, I did a whole bunch of other writing and, oh, oh, I know what I want to talk about. <laughs> my, uh, my buddy, Cam Nosler, he's one of my college buddies. Yeah. He actually, 
Yeah, we've uh, we've talked. I've talked about him before. He's a pilot for Southwest Airlines, but he lives in St. George, which is just about an hour from Cedar City. And we had been staying at his house for a couple of days because he was gone. He let us stay in his house, which was awesome. Um, he owns a um, a very small, lightweight two seater uh, prop plane, and about thirty five miles into the race, uh, I look up. And there is Cam's little two-seater plane. He was following me on the race course. What? Seriously? He got in his yes. He got in his plane in St. George. Flew to the race. Looked on Find My Friends app. Wow. Found out where I was. And like he says, I think I saw you and Surratt. You guys were both riding together with one other person. And he followed us for a little while. Uh, my wife said she's like, What is that? There's a plane up there flying awfully low. And he keeps circling around weird, and it was my buddy. It was my buddy Cam Nosler. Your own personal drone. Falling. Did he take some pictures of you? Yeah, I I don't think so. I don't know because he was. It was windy, and so he was concentrating on flying the plane, which is good. And I'd be up there like throwing water balloons at you and taking <laughs> pictures and <laughs> flying a banner saying "Go Lance Romance." <laughs> That's right. So shout out to Cam for having my own personal uh, uh, helicopter uh, follow Cam. So that awesome. was kind of fun. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Um, how about some lead out news? Did uh, <coughs> did uh, Champ Bailey do that right? Is he out there with you? Champ Bailey is right here sitting. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> He's been in the middle of Utah. Has Champ Bailey Champ actually Bailey. been able to keep track Champ. of what's been going on? <laughs> Um, I, I have been more or less kind of keeping up with things. Okay. okay. First, let me just, let me just tell the story about, about the Belgian waffle ride, the, the lead men, because it was quite interesting. Um, Keegan Swenson, um, who is a professional mountain biker. He's actually from Utah, just returned from the world championship cross country race in, where was it? Switzerland? I think it was, I don't know. Sure. It was in Europe. Mm-hmm was in Europe somewhere, just returned, decided, oh, what the heck, I'll go down and do this Belgian waffle ride. During the um, neutral rollout section, there, we were everybody was riding about 10 bikes wide, but there was a tunnel we had to go through that was only about five bikes wide. And so big pinch point, everybody like pinched down, and Keegan Swenson um, tangled with a rider next to him, and it broke his front brake lever. So we're talking, we're five miles into a 125 mile ride and he broke his front, front brake lever. So his, he did not have front brakes. And, um, but he rode, Keegan rode with, uh, Peter Stetna. They were battling back and forth. He was still able to do the whole thing. Um, but once, um, Peter, the, the last four miles were actually on a bike path through the city and it was a little, sketchy the bike path was blocked off so it was just the racers but it wasn't like a good spot to race and peter and and keegan were together and said okay let's just go through this section together and we'll just sprint it out at the end and so that's what they decided to do and keegan swenson out sprinted peter setna so it was pretty awesome to see and so we were literally they were out there almost six hours and they were separated by a half a second in this gravel race so that was that was kind of exciting league above the women's race those two yeah it it was just a whole different ball game 
the the women's race i need to get this right because the um women was won by rose grant who who is a mountain biker um rides for stan's pivot team and second was kathy pruitt and oh heather jackson wasn't third i think she was fourth she was fourth yeah i just looked at that yeah yeah and crystal anthony from live uh giant was was third so pretty crazy so that was the uh, mm-hmm. belgium waffle ride and there was some hate from uh around the in the twitter verse but whatever i'm sure um, we'll see what happens i'm sure phil Guyman was probably not a big fan of it i know he's been pretty vocal about not wanting rides yeah. mass start rides so well, there, yeah. there was a lot of big names that didn't come to the race, and I'm sure that's why. You know, that could have, you know. Um, yeah. But it's all good. Yeah. Uh, moving on to uh, Monuments. We had the Tour of Flanders um, yesterday or two days ago, and oh, my gosh, what a race. It was phenomenal. Um, the Near the end, uh, the three big names broke away from the group, which was um, – Wout Van Art and Matthew Vanderpool and Julian Alphilippe. It was Julian and, that, that made the move too. It was everybody was following Julian actually. It the the, the okay. race split apart when Julian went and it was Wout was actually left out for a second. So MVP caught uh Julian and then Wout had to bridge. I think something happened about he got caught up with some of the other riders or something and Wout was the one who had to bridge that, which I'm sure was a ridiculous three minute well i'm sure oh. if anybody's looking at that power profile was ridiculous but then those three had to had to get away from a group of like eight behind them basically yeah and they got you know 30 or 40 seconds ahead of them um but they're uh they ended up coming up close to a motorcycle um uh julian alphilippe was in third position and they just kind of misjudged where the motorcycle was, and Alaphilippe ended up hitting the back of the motorcycle, going over the handlebars, and hurt himself. Was done with the race, and his yeah. season is done. Fractured so. his wrist. He's done. Yeah. yeah. Something like metatarsal surgery yeah. or something crazy. Also, that was me- metacarpal surgery. But yeah, he. Carpal? Yeah. So um, that, in my opinion, was actually MVP being a little dirty there. That was, that was blocking. Yeah. Yeah. So, so MVP was while kind of goes to draft off the motorbike and the motorbike slows down so that they can't draft off him. So while goes appropriately over to the left, MVP stayed to the very last second and then swerves his bike really quickly, which if Julian had even been a little bit cross wheeling, MVP would have slapped his wheel. Like that's how quick it was. Mm -hmm. And then Julian has to make a quick decision because he was reaching down for a bottle a second ago, tries to swerve, and hits the motorcyclist's shoulder. So uh, he hits the motorcyclist's yeah. shoulder, and that throws him off, and then he just flies over the handlebars. Uh, that was, I don't know. I mean, like, MVP had a great sprint. There was nothing else right. afterwards. Like, when he beat Wout, that was just heads up, he beat him. But that that was a kind of dirty moment. I, I didn't like seeing that. Yeah. That was that was not cool. But That was too bad to see. Um, it ended up coming down to a sprint, and it was just what we all wanted to see, which was Matthew Vanderpool versus Wout Van Aert. Uh, Wout was behind Vanderpool, and they were both just staring at each other, trying to decide when to sprint. With about 200 meters to go, they both just took off, and um, Vanderpool ended up uh, out leaning him at the finish. 
my dog is freaking out right now because there's dogs outside the van. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was it was exciting to see, and and Vanderpool ended up winning, and they shared like a, a hug afterwards. And you know, these two have been battling each other since they were like thirteen and fourteen years yeah. old. So they know each other very well. Um, they they make a lot about out of their rivalry i think they're still kind of friends but you know whatnot so anyway that was exciting tudor Flanders tour of flanders was fantastic yeah, um it's gonna be a lot of the other between those two yeah there are yeah a lot more the uh yeah the, oh yeah it's gonna be a ton the other big racing was in the giro d'italia there was a lot of drama this last week um, during one of the testing days, 11 uh, riders and staff uh, tested positive, um, including um, Chryswick. Um, there were like two or th- there was two or three riders on Just- Jumbo Visma, so Jumbo Visma completely pulled out of the race. There were a couple riders on Mitchelton Scott, and that team completely pulled out of the race. And um, there were so many with those two teams gone. Uh, Jonathan Vodders of Education First kind of went to the people and said, "Hey, we need to. You guys should just cancel this. We should not keep racing." But they didn't cancel it, so they're still racing. The Giro's still going on. There's not nearly as many people right now. Um, the Ho- hopefully Almeida. the women's ho- hopefully the women's race still happens too. I know I've seen some interviews with the women because uh, that's during the last week. Uh, it'll be in Milan. I'm pretty sure it will, will be the women's yeah. Giro race. Yeah. Hopefully that will still work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now, um, Yao Almeida from the Kuna Quickstep, he's still in the lead, and Wilco Kelderman is in second, and Jai Hindley is in third. So. Some interesting names that are up near the front of that because it seems like the Giro this year is all the B squad, not yep. yeah, A I racers. Think so. Actually, from from the last stage, I think I think Wilco's team looks. I think I think Sunweb looks the strongest right now, and Almedia yeah, I think is going to start losing some chunks I, of time to him. What do you think? Him. About the Vuelta? What do you think? You think that's going to be less of a B race? I think so. Yeah, I think I think the Giro was the B race this year. Yeah, seems this, like it. The C race, honestly. I mean, like, no, no disrespect, to Almedia and sure. Wilco Kelderman, but if you put Wilco Kelderman well, in the last selection at the Tour de France, he's getting dropped off very early in that climb. So, yeah. well, it, it over the end of it overlaps with the beginning of he's, the the Vuelta, yep. and yeah. so you couldn't do all three Grand Tours this year anyway. So mm-hmm. people who probably did the Tour de France are going to be doing the Vuelta and skipping the Euro. So. Yeah. I think that's what's kind of happened. Yeah. So, other than that, that's all the racing I got with bike racing. I don't know if anything else happened in the triathlon or running or swimming world. Nothing really from the triathlon world, except that there's there's some drama right now on a PTO, the Professional Triathlon Organization, um, is uh, organizing their championship, which is going to be in Daytona, Florida. And uh, oh yeah, oh. triathlon <laughs> talk. <laughs> That was a 100% mistake, but it was actually kind of funny. <laughs> I was trying to do something I'll go else. I'll check out and go do office work now. <laughs> no. That's right. Hey, at least it wasn't 
Might as well do something, you know. <laughs> Honest to God, I didn't mean to do that. And finish what you were saying. I was trying to adjust some some <laughs> volumes over here. My finger barely touched that button. That was funny though. PT, PTO is organizing a championship race in uh, Daytona, uh, which they had done a race there last year. This year, it's going to be their their first, I guess, championship. Um, but their their qualification system is causing a lot of drama right now. It's- Looks like it's just like who we it's like. It's an absolute crapshoot. It's a, it's they're trying to take short course guys into the long course game, which they should because those short yeah, course guys are faster than right. most of the long course guys. But their their qualification system was almost a complete lie. They haven't given Sam Long a, a slot yet, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like Whoa. the guy went and won the races they organized, and they're like, oh, well, we're not sure if you want to qualify, and they give a slot to guys like Henry Schumann and Johnny Brownlee, who don't get me wrong are the Great. fastest guys in the world. But Henry Schumann hasn't put down a race result in a while. Also, those guys may not show. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it was. It's, it's just they're they're being so weird with it. But hopefully Daytona will happen soon. Um, in cycling triathlon news, Lionel Sanders is about to put down an hour record attempt for the Canadian hour record. I think, which is held by oh god, I should know who holds that. Don't know. Uh, but anyway, he's he's doing it. I think in the near future. Uh, I think it's in the next couple of weeks. Indoor he's, velodrome. A, indoor yep. velodrome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's he's already got his bike. Actually, he got a really t- cool YouTube video up with his bike. Yeah, I haven't really it's watched it. But- oh, What's going on with him and the um, Mount Lemon little saga? Oh. That yeah, that's that's, that's been pretty now. much over. I don't think Sam Long's going to go after that again. And oh, honestly, I bet you they will this winter. They'll both they'll probably. go to Tucson again. And Somebody, what do you do in Tucson? What are you going to do go, there? Go after, go after Mount Lemon. KOMs. I still think as strong as Sam Long is, uh, just I just don't bet against Lionel Sanders in any situation. I just don't. I, I think don't it, I think if Lionel's there, he's going to be a guy who's going to be competing for the win in basically any race he does now. Yeah, he's, he's pretty darn he's, strong. He's a good athlete. Yeah, yeah. If he gets the hour record on the track for Canada and then goes That'll and be, I'll be, I'll, I'll be drops a mid fourteens five k the same like training block, he's pretty terrifyingly strong now. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Daytona will be fun, though. That'll be kind of the next try update. It'll just be Daytona's result, and that's basically it for the year. Yeah. There's really nothing else. Cool. Be a lot more exciting. Um, Arizona was this past week. Arizona half was this past weekend. Oh, yeah, Scott Goodrich. Uh, one of, yep. Yeah, one of our local local, local guys. Local uh, superstar. Broke yeah. five hours. Broke five hours. On a hot, on a hot day. Very hot day, and yeah. And then they'll have, the Ironman, they'll have the Arizona full Ironman. In, in a couple, couple weeks, weeks which theoretically Scott's plan on going out and racing too so we'll yep. how did that Scott. go down out there in Arizona was it pretty pretty well organized Scott said it was pretty good like he said Ironman was really organized with it that that's kind of what I was picturing kind of like with the Belgian waffle right is there's so many people involved with that that yeah. it's going to be pretty well well run and well distanced and all that so gotcha yeah no bad news out of there yet so hopefully that stays that way how did Scott do overall he was I think 13th or 14th in his age group yeah. I was saying, I don't know. Yeah, well done, Scott. He he had a good bike split. He had like two twenty three on the bike, which is strong, and then yeah. ran ran pretty Solid. consistent after that, which was good. His swim, he can. I know he can swim better. His swim was off. Yeah, and he's and he's been working on his swim. Scott he's, Scott knows he, that he'll be. He's he'll like, be no, in no, the pool no, I don't swim hard. that fast, and I'm like, you are a pretty good swimmer. He's, yeah, you know, he so. can get there. He, he can get, get there. there, yeah. And then on the run, he had like strained his calf like two weeks before. Yeah. And so he still ran pretty well. He ran like seven thirty. Ran seven thirties, yeah. Yep. So yeah. Cool. Good job, Scott. We're proud himself. of you. Good job. Right on. How yep. about a Patreon update? Patreon. We have a new Patreon. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Friend of the show. Um, actually, I think I'm the only one who kind of knows this gentleman. He actually yeah. uh, lives up in the Seattle area. His name's Rob Buck. He is now a Patreon. 
Um, he stumbled onto our podcast uh, and started listening. He's reached out a couple of times, and he w- came into town and made it a point to stop by and say hi and introduce oh, himself. Oh, nice. So, that's, that's nice. Yeah. What a name, too. That's a name for radio. That's awesome. Rob, Rob Buck. Buck. Cool. <laughs> None of us have names for radio. No. No. That's so, nice. I need to bring Rob on. Just want to thank Rob for becoming the latest Patreon. Um, he's now added to the list of Patreons. Um, we have Tintin Quarantino. <laughs> Still kind of want to know who that is. Uh, Mr. Chris Weirman, Mike Hamness, John Hoffman, Mike Back, Champ Bailey, and the real Champ Bailey, mm-hmm. the Hamness family, Dove Eric, Scott Troutman, Mark Radford, Chris Serrat, Chris Hitchcock, Laura Anderson, and the Wick family. Wanted mm-hmm. to say thank you to all of them for being patrons. If you yourself would like to become a patron, go to dialpodcast.com and click on the Patreon link there, and that'll kind of walk you through it. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, this show is already getting pretty long, but we're going <laughs> to squeeze in our topic for the day. You guys pedals. ready? <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Tips, tricks, and items that will help you stay fit through the winter. What do you guys got? Tips, tricks, and items. Got a trainer. Get, get a trainer? Get a trainer. Get a trainer that can do work mode. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to recommend something that I haven't even tried or used, but the Gabba jersey from, um, uh, let's see, who, who makes Castelli. that product? Castelli. thank you. Yep. Everyone says that thing's great. Having the right clothing to wear when the weather's cold, where you can bike outside, I think is critical. I have one of those, and it does work really well. Yeah, I've got to have. To, I'm gonna have to invest in. It's one. not 100 percent waterproof, but um, it's it's good for like three hours and inside. If you go beyond that, or if you're just in full on torrential downpour, it's yep. gonna get through. <laughs> but it's still gonna kind of act like a little bit like a wetsuit, keeping you warm. Yeah. So works pretty slick. Um, we've got some uh, some jacket jersey things from dna too they're kind of work in that same vein so i was needing to get one here soon actually i was gonna grab one this week going back to the clothing though as they say there's no such thing as bad weather there's just bad clothing choices so um, yeah there's probably a company out there for just about everything that makes you know really good stuff that can really help you uh, secret of layering 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 yeah do it Mm -hmm. cool um gloves too are really that's like probably the most, val- I think for years I messed around with just really, really bad. So I just like not even gloves that were made for cycling. And yep. then I got my first pair of like actual cycling winter gloves a couple of years back. Like game changer. Oh yeah. And it was once, of course I moved away from Ohio when I, I remember yeah. at that time I was wearing like your old, like ski glove cotton thing. Gloves. Oh yeah. Just terrible cotton. They get wet and be like, I can't feel my hands like two hours into every single ride. But <laughs> booties are another one too. Yeah. Booties yep. and gloves. There's, booties. There is no perfect booty out there. I've tried probably no. a, dozen plus different ones um there are some that are better than others i've got probably four different booties that i will use based on what that particular day is going to look yeah. like so yeah. do you layer them ever like i have like one layer that's like wind resistant and i layer another one on top of it that's warm i don't know i've done that before too yeah and i've got some that have got it both helps. of those built in but they start to get a little bulky but yeah yeah, yeah. it's like pretty. can i fit it on the shoe yeah how about you lance what you got what's going to help you stay fit through this winter um, one of the things that a lot of people might not think about, but actually start a training plan, whether yep. one on Swift or something else where, where you actually have to put things into a calendar and, you know, on trainer road or on Swift or something where you're actually following a specific training plan. And I think, you know, even if it's just a base building plan that has some kind of structure to it. Um, that might be a little more motivating than, okay, I just need to get on the trainer or again, or I need to get, you know, something like that. That's Lance, how many days should their training plan be? 
at least <laughs> 950. Yeah. You're looking at the three-year you're picture looking at, You're here, looking yeah. at a couple years. You want to mm-hmm. get a couple-year plan put together? Yeah. No. Let's make yeah. sure you're not thinking short-term ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, just you got you to gotta stretch it out so that you, your body has time to adjust. In that same vein, um, maybe considering getting a coach to help walk you through this stuff yeah. and that, that can sometimes like, okay, so you can go out and you can get on a training program. You can find training programs all over the place, but sometimes having that second set of eyes to look at what you're doing and kind of point you in the right direction and help you make decisions and kind of help keep that motivation high because now you have somebody that's, you know, you're kind of accountable to is not necessarily a bad thing. So getting yeah. a coach. Yeah. I think that also in cycling, it's, you know, I mean, anybody who's ever listened to like the trainer road podcast before realizes that if your goal is to race well, you kind of need somebody who's, for, for one, can guide you in that direction, but can also check you. Because I think cycling is one of the easier sports to overvolume. Usually running will talk to you pretty early on if you're overvoluming. Right. You'll also run straight into an injury if you're overvoluming and running. Yeah. And nobody likes swimming, so it's hard to overvolume in swimming. But yeah. cycling is a very easy sport to overvolume because you can you can chuck a lot of hours into your training. And if you're doing 18, 19 hours a week of riding, you know, you, you should be seeing increases in your FTP increases in your ability to race. Well, that's for sure. I mean, you know, you look at Lance's progression trains, very high volume right now, but has done a good job of also progressing his own fitness through there. And and part of that's that from following a training program through trainer road. Yeah. So making, when when I, yeah, when I, when I'm on, when I go easier, I need an easy ride. I really try to make it easy. And when, there's interval sets to do. I really try to stick to the interval sets. Mm-hmm. And and coincidentally, you know, my my FTP has gone from like 240 to 330. So it's that's normal. It's been most, a good progression. Most people go over 100 of FTP increase. And <laughs> yeah, you just need to follow Trainer Road <laughs> for three months, and so 100 watt increase is very reasonable. If you just like yeah, I mean, a week or, week or two I'm of planning, Trainer Road, and you're good. I'm planning on by next year being on Pogacha's wheel at that rate. Right. Like yeah. Your FTP, <laughs> your FTP. Evan, if we could just bump your FTP by about 100 watts, yeah, that'd be about right. I was thinking about calling just just messaging a couple coaches and being like, my my goal is to go from from 5.2 watts per kilo to 7.2. 7.2. But I I want to do it clean and i can only train five hours a week <laughs> what do you have for me <laughs> uh, i think another good thing just to maintain your fitness is really just trying to keep your watts per kilogram in check and by that i mean not gaining too much weight during the winter time um, you should be obviously staying on a training program but as soon as the time changes that usually kind of like I don't know. It makes you not want to go out and work hard. You don't have like the, the evening sunrise where you can go out there and, and soak up a little bit of that vitamin D and get a yeah. good workout in yep. and kind of chase your friends around. You kind of lose that and they're like, I can only do the trainer. So mm-hmm. I, I think that a lot of times people, they will slip a little bit with their volume. Hopefully they can use some of the things we've already talked about. But in, in order to make sure that you're keeping your weight down, it might not be a bad idea through the winter months, especially if you're really setting yourself to a goal of being race fit and ready Hopefully we have racing in the, the spring, but, um, managing your, your caloric intake or using an app, like, a, a my fitness pal, just to make sure that you're, you're checking like what you're eating, how, how much you're eating when you're eating throughout the day, just to kind of like bring all of that stuff into focus. So you're not just recklessly just throwing down extra calories or going through the holidays mm-hmm. where, you know, it's very easy to find these little temptations that pop up all over the place and eating too much. And next thing you know, you're like, man, I got stronger, but I also got heavier. That's not a good 
win-win situation there. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, I think holidays I'm, are tough for a lot of people that are, you know, addicted to Mike and Ike's, or if they're just, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm currently pounding a bag of Mike and Ike's while Jake is telling food. me not to eat empty quality calories. Uh, but I think a lot of people also tend to drink a fair amount during the holidays, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you know if you there's some tricks, right? Like you can. I've done this where you put a little bit of water in your beer can and then you're, you feel the less pressure from your, from your neighbors to, you know, it's the, it's the social pressure. I'll even tell them like, this is water in there. You know, it's just the idea of the fact that you have, you know, you're having that beer with your, whatever, your buddy, um, you know, just little things like that where it's like. So that's what you put in your 40 when you come out there on the yeah, cul-de-sac? The 40. <laughs> just, grab, <laughs> just grab your like little three and a half percent seltzer waters, you know? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That stuff's great. Uh-huh. It's nice to just have a drink in your hand when you're socializing. So It does. Cool. Holidays are coming. Yes, they are. What else mm-hmm. you got, Matt? Uh, I think that, um, you know, Lance mentioned, like, have a training plan. Also, uh, we always talk about this on this podcast, but having a race on your calendar might yes. be that other bit of motivation to be like, do I train today or do I um, wrap presents? Well, I better train today because I, you know, I've got that race that's going to be next summer or next spring or whenever the race happens to be. If it's on the calendar, that helps. So that'd be good. Gotcha. Yeah. I think too, whenever you're, you're you're looking at playing that next race, look at you know really take a good assessment of in 2020. What were your weaknesses? What were your strengths? And that's you know, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a typical race year, but you can still look back at your year and be like. True. You know, I severely got weaker in this, you know, region. I kept this pretty strong. And then looking at that as as what you need to focus on, especially for cyclists. This isn't as much for triathletes, but for cyclists is you, you, you got to sprinkle in something else outside of cycling through through your offseason. I mean, even your best – it's every offseason. It's funny. On Strava, you'll always see, like, the Sky Riders. I know you used to always post this. They would do running challenges, which was pretty funny. Like, they would – a couple of those guys are actually halfway decent runners. Yeah, I know. You know, I mean, obviously we're not talking about Mike Woods. Like, I'm sure if Mike Woods was throwing running shoes now, he could probably drop like a 15 5K with zero training. But, you know, you're you're talking about still, at even at that pro level, with how many hours those guys spent on the bike, they're still doing things outside of cycling in their offseason. Um, famously, I know Contador's teams used to always uh, go on big hikes. He had like a couple hikes planned where they would go on just some ridiculous, you know, big high-altitude hikes. But anything that's like that combination of strength training and getting weight bearing through your system as a cyclist is hugely important. It's very well documented that osteoporosis is not a joke with cyclists. That is, you know, it, it is bone health. You can ride your bike and be as fit as you want. Your bones suck if you only ride your bike. Like that's just the bottom line. So if you don't address that, it's going to become an issue long term. This is why like we were, me, me and Dustin were just talking about this like right after my crash. is like, yeah. dude, Vincenzo Nibley a couple years ago fractured his like, was like his T8 or something when he crashed. That is not like that is not a bone that should be getting fractured. Like especially yeah. if you are an incredibly healthy, you know, thirty something year old person. You, you are going to have higher bone density because you run. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there's like you weightlifters, gymnastics. These are the people that are going to have high bone density. Yeah, and that's going to serve you well in those crash situations. Yeah, Other they do. I that, think. I, I think. I really do think that's why in pro cycling you you see a lot of these. I think it's happening less and less frequently because I think the pro peloton's getting a lot smarter with their training mm. than they were in the past. But I mean, 
you look historically, even at the tours I used to watch in the late nineties, I mean, a guy would crash and it's like, boom, fracture instantly. Just like clavicles gone. You know, uh, the best example is Giuseppe Belocchi, bad crash. Absolutely. That was a serious fracture. He never recovered from that fracture. Right. And his, his surgeon did at that time say he was osteoporotic when he went in for that surgery. Like the repair is going to be hard on an osteoporotic bone. Right. And that's that's a tragic story because Josiah Blocky was an incredible talent to see him go down like that I was awful. I wonder but. though if your bone density is less, you should be lighter as well. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure you you look at the front end of the tour, I'm sure a lot of those guys who are riding 40 hours a week and are really light, that, that may be part of the equation too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's the right way to get light, but whatever. No, that's okay. I don't think any of us are winning the tour. So if you're planning so on not winning the Tour de France, I would focus on like something else outside of cycling this off season too to make up for those extra three, four hours you're missing so off the bike. Some strength training, some yoga, some Pilates, that would all some, serve you well. Some running, weight, some swimming sorry. all weight together. Not the swimming part. <laughs> yeah. Weight-bearing exercises. So if you do like squats, hiking, stuff like that. Hiking, hiking, yeah, exactly. Like, hiking like, like, like you know, Lance uses hiking, I'm sure, as his like frequent one. Lan- you know, hiking is, is a great one because you can do that with the family during the holidays too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very cool. What do you got, Lance? Um, I had five different things. One was set up a training plan. One was get an indoor smart trainer. We talked about that. One is register for a spring race or put a spring race on your calendar. Um, one was set a goal like what Jake talked about, either an FTP increase or a distance goal or a ride every day goal, yeah, those are something fun. like that. And the last thing I had was to buy something new. Oh, um, yeah, that's fun. Like a piece of equipment or a bike jersey. or Gotta a gabba jersey or <laughs> – something to get you more excited about throwing your leg over the wheel. That's always uh, highly motivating. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, unfortunately, I don't think everybody has the, uh, the financial wherewithal to get that done, but there's still little things that you can go out and it doesn't have to be super expensive. Like even like a trainer, it, like, yeah, a smart trainer is fantastic. Erg mode is fantastic, but you mm-hmm. know what? Just riding on you, a trainer, you can go get yeah. a fluid trainer now you, for less than you can have a use. fluid trainer. And if you really want to get onto Zwift, I'll just have this conversation with somebody. And you know, I mean, they're very affordable, used or new power meters. Yeah, you can get a power meter, a fluid trainer, and you're on Zwift. There you go. And you which can, can help use you use a speed yeah. sensor too. Oh, granted, yeah. a power meter's better, but yeah, um, right. it's just a basic speed sensor might cost you thirty, forty bucks used. Yeah, and you can get a, a trainer for next to nothing. Get on there, and you can just start riding. I mean, you can still yeah. do good work, but. If you have the ability, I've seen some really, really cheap trainers out there right now too yeah. on Facebook Marketplace. I think everybody's trying to get rid of their trainers. <laughs> I, was, I think everybody bought a trainer as Upgrading, soon as yep. as yeah. soon as COVID started, and there were some people who were like, "I don't like biking," and then sold them very yeah. quickly. Yeah, cool. used is a good option. None of us mentioned training camp. Mm, Lance I, didn't mention training camp on his list. Put a training huh. camp. Yep. Are we not doing training camp this year because of COVID? I hope we're still able to do it. We are I mean, planning, we're, gonna, we're planning to do it, um, but it's not a, you know, 100%, 100%. I mean, we're going to go un- unless we're, you know, we come to the decision that it's not in our best interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would say it doesn't, like, if we're making recommendations for people's winter training stuff, like, it doesn't have to be training camp, but, like, the, the concept there, right? Like, go take a trip where training is part of the focus. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it could be a family yeah. trip as long as the family's on board for, like, hey, I'm, you know, Mom's going to be out training for three or four hours a day here. Yeah. So something yeah. to consider. 
That was something I had on my list as well. Did as you? Just stealing all you guys' ideas. No, it's all good. We're mm-hmm. on the same page. Yeah, just scheduling a trip to go somewhere. This is usually this time of year where the weather's turning here and it's starting to get kind of crappy. And I have, mm-hmm. for a lot of years, gone down and done the MS ride down in Southern oh, California. Yeah. And it wasn't going to happen this year for obvious reasons. Um, I got to go last year, didn't get to go the year before. So I've only been once in the last three years, which is a bummer. But um, it's always been a fun ride to go do because you get down there and it's always like, you know, sunny San Diego. You get down there and it's just beautiful weather. You go down and soak up some rays and you just, the whole focus for the entire weekend is riding. I usually go down and over the course of four days, I'll ride over 300 miles. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's big miles. Yeah. So what else you got, Evan? That's it for me. You're, you're out. Mm-hmm. How about you, Matt? Um... Yeah, that's, you know, go on YouTube and get motivated. Watch watch uh, YouTube channels. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new channel with lots of new content, the Dialed Cycling channel. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's got some good it'll, stuff. I mean, it'll, it'll last you probably at least half a ride right now because you guys got two videos up right now? No, there's like four. Four or five. Or oh, there are four or five yeah, now? Something okay. like that, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we just posted up three in the last two weeks and then there was okay. two older videos up there from other stuff. I'm taking the newer videos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, a couple other things. I'll throw these out real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, we talked about Zwift, but getting onto some sort of a, a trainer-based program would be a good one for you. Um, look for people that are doing weekday lunch rides. That's usually a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Um, I know that we used to do that quite often down in Southern California, and Matt and I, in years past, have done the lunchtime ride. Um, we just need to bring that back. Someone's busy with work. We do. Yeah, we're both, both of us. busy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I've been kind of kicking around the idea because we do have like our um, our Zwift rides, our Tuesday night Zwift rides. I'll, I'll talk about that more in just a minute. But um, we've got those coming up. But like having like a maybe like a Wednesday or a Thursday lunch ride would be fantastic cool. if we could launch out of here and maybe shut down the lab for a couple hours and go do a ride when it's light out. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Oh, I did a night ride. I talked about that. Yeah, that's cool. That might not be a bad idea, too, just to put that mm-hmm. on there. It doesn't have to be, like, every week. But, I mean, if you put a schedule, like, two of them a month or something like that, that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Be a good way to keep yourself motivated. And then your weekend group rides is definitely a good way to go um, if it's uh, safe where you're at and people are all open to it, going out and riding with some people in your your circle, um, just friends or teammates, always a good way to stay fit and fun on the bike. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. You yeah. just want to jump Good into recommendations. One, yep. Let's jump into mm-hmm. one last thing real quick, right around the table here. Uh, Matt, go ahead and go first. Uh, I always have a video to chat about, and I think this past week's video from this weekend was the Garmin Forerunner 745. I kind of jokingly call it, you know, Garmin's affordable triathlon watch, which it's not. It's a $500 watch, um, which really is lining up similar to the Garmin 945, which is kind of their top of the in top of the line 945 triathlon watch or whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I would say, you know, this is a very great watch. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, battery life is a little lacking, but I would say if you want a slimmer watch, I'm not saying female specifically, I'm saying people that have slim wrists like myself, uh, I hate big gaudy watches. Do you? I okay. have to have slimmer watches. Yeah. yeah. I hate and it. so this one is um, quite quite slim and quite small. And yeah, some people are going like to prefer that size. I think people are going to prefer it just for that reason. And mm-hmm. so that's really the line in the sand that I would say, like, pick this one over that one. Uh, but I'm going to do. So I talked about all the features of this watch, and it's a it's a fun video to check out for sure because you know it's fun to film all the swimming and biking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Jake helped me with it. 
he filmed there's <laughs> you saw your clips in there right i did yeah the um on the bike part he grabbed some gopro footage which turned out really well and uh and it was then super complicated stuff. It's very complex, but it worked out really well. Point and pedal. <laughs> point pedal go. And then uh, I'm going to come back and review, do another video on this watch where I compare it to the Garmin 945, uh, which is similar to what Evan has on. Yep. So sweet. Good times. Good times. Check good video, out. Matt. Good job. On YouTube.com slash Imlegrand. Get there. Matt is getting a lot of oh, yeah. kudos across, and compliments on his. 4,000. He did. Yeah. Somewhere. He's. Got the well. You're, I think you're coming up on like 4,100 almost. But close. anyway, he, he he's crushing the other Matt Legrand on, on close, YouTube. Close to that. Close to that most, tipping it's point. Only that's the only stat. I we think care it's once about. you hit 5k, it just is like a straight just <laughs> shut skyrocket. You're gonna be oh, 100k no. before you know it. Could he'll be he'll be there well before the end of the year. What? 5k. 5K? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe even 6k. I still I still remember being there on your your when you hit 1k. I remember you hitting a hundred. I was, I was at your house. We we celebrated that that one K day, yeah. Because I like, I because like remember this. I was nine ninety nine, and oh, then yeah. you posted immediately like somebody just like Needs signed to, to make me a thousand, and then somebody did it like an hour later. I need Fine. to. Um, I like to celebrate all the all the milestones. Like mm-hmm. if I cross cross a hundred, <laughs> gotta celebrate. Cross a mm-hmm. thousand, better celebrate again. So yeah, every chance to celebrate. I like Five thousand will be a big party, <laughs> big party video. Yeah, we didn't do much for. Well, I probably had a beer for four thousand, but. You should repost your 5,000, uh, the very first video you ever did. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah not only is Matt giving great reviews, though, but the the quality of his video, the, mm-hmm. the cinematography and the editing and all of the time and energy and effort that he puts into that, people have no idea how much time that takes. Yeah. It is, it's labor. I mean, you, you're sitting there behind the computer for probably hours yep. editing these videos. And yeah, they, they live on and breathe on. And I'm sure you're getting a little bit more proficient with it over the course of time, but it still takes a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Just for some of these like little transitions that take maybe a second or two. Right. You could probably spend 45 minutes to an hour just working on that one or yeah, two I've seconds. I've done some dumb stuff like that for sure. Spent way too much time on little things that, you know, don't look right or whatever it is. And. Sometimes it's worth it. Most of the time it's not. But that's how it goes. Cool. But you live and you learn. <laughs> live and learn. Evan, one last thing. Uh, this Thursday at 4.30 a.m., if you would like to get up nice and early and jump <laughs> on the train with me. Or stay up late <laughs> and then go to bed right after, you know. Yeah. If you don't have work that next day, then, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's about it for me. Uh, me and Matt, we're going to talk about, we're going to try opening back up the Sunday long, uh, oh, long yeah. run. Yeah. I actually talked to, so I went for a run with stunted Ethan times here on yeah. heritage trail. And I was like, we got to start back. Cause Ethan can jump run. in there. We can get, yeah. yeah the kids, you're invited. The, the kids can run and yeah, we, we all come out and do our little long run, which would be fun. Yeah. Sweet. Good yeah. Idea. Mr. Hepler. One last uh, thing. Shout. One last thing. Shout out to my son, Lake Hepler. Today is his 25th birthday. Whoa. So 25? Now I'm feeling, he's 25. I'm feeling quite old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have have a son in 25. Wow. Yeah, and uh, Patreon and uh, friend of the podcast, uh, uh, Mike Reddick, it's his birthday as well, and I am not going to reveal how old he is. But I think he's older (laughs) than me. 42, I think. Also 42. Yeah. 42? 25 one 25. of those yeah he's one of those <laughs> he's getting younger every day you look great mike you look great happy birthday buddy cool and my one last thing is our zwift rides are going to start up on tuesdays we nice. will well this will come out and we will have done it 
last night when you listen to this, if you're going to listen to it on the day it comes mm-hmm. out. But moving forward, it'll be every Tuesday until we get to March, um, probably just after the time changes, generally when we wrap that up. Then um, if you want to get notifications or if you want to be a part of that, if you want to ride with uh, some of us who are going to be doing that, you can go to uh, Dialed Cycling on Strava. You can join that group and we'll post all of the rides up there every single week. And if you RSVP on Strava, you'll um, get an invite from us through Zwift to go ahead and join the, the, the crew and come out there and plug away for, gosh, they're usually about an hour and a half to two hours long and it's just a great workout. It sounds like it's a long ride for some people to be on a trainer, but when you're on there, we're on Discord talking with each other. You see each other's avatars. There's a couple little hot sections in there. The next thing you know, like the ride's over, and you're like, wow, that two hours felt like 30 minutes, and that's a really nice way to uh, pass the time. So that's a, that's a fun time, and we'll get started on those tomorrow as wow. we record this. So Cool. Very cool. Anything else, you guys? That's it. All that's right. It. Let's wrap this thing up. We really appreciate you all listening. We'll be back next week with another exhilarating episode of the Dial Podcast. Until then, have a good one. Bye for now.